Percy, I know you, and this is probably not true of you, but sometimes we get so frustrated that we just want to throw up our hands and say, I quit. Oh, man, Wayne, listen, there's been some times I have felt like that. And and again, in that feeling of exasperation, uh, people are trying to process uh, with the timing of what's going on in their life and to the point of wanting to quit. But I've learned as a believer, when I get to that point, I must run to the throne room of God mm-hmm. to seek his help and counsel to rejuvenate my resolve to push through challenges and negative circumstances. This really would be a good conversation for us to have today. All right, then let's have it. We'll hear from a minister who'd gotten fed up with a medical system carousel only to find hope to believe again. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. So thankful you would listen to this podcast. It's called Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and I'm here with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, you're always so encouraging, so upbeat. Uh, we thank God for you, and I hope you're having a good day. I am doing well, my friend, and thank you. As we continue to believe and push forward, we're expecting good things to happen. Who are we going to meet? We're going to bring a guest to, to our listeners here. Who is it? Oh, man, I'm excited about this person because uh, I was introduced to her and her and she's referred to as Dr. Happy. How could you not like that? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And she has a compelling story uh, as a minister, uh, as one who has her own radio show, actually uh, dealing with uh, the effects of being told that she had cancer. And, And in some cases, feeling like that she wasn't responded and reacted to as she felt that she needed and got very frustrated with the healthcare system and how she found faith again to trust in the medical community. It's going to be a great conversation. We'll get to that doctor, Dr. Happy, and learn her real name in just a few moments here. Here's a question for you. How did you find hope to believe in a frustrated situation? I know that's the question you want to ask our listeners, Percy. Absolutely. And so today we want to hear from you with regard to that, because we know that, again, uh, we all have gotten frustrated, and we'd like to hear from you. How did you find hope? in the midst of being frustrated or with a frustrated situation, please share that with us. Let us know. Go to uh, healthhopeandinspiration.com and hit the connect button and there you can answer and provide that. We read all of the answers. I absolutely do. And we pick some when we have time to be able to read them on each show. We'd love to hear back from you with regard to this particular question. Yeah, I'd like to read an answer that came into a recent question we asked on the program. How did the power of your words help frame and create your existence in any way? How did the power of your words help? Well, here's an answer from Jersey City, New Jersey. I grew up in an environment where negative affirmations were consistently communicated among my family and I, and later I realized that I formed and shaped much of my sense of identity based on that type of communication. With a lot of reflection and self-assessment, I've had to consciously change the words that I speak over myself, particularly being a cancer patient. Example, my life is worth living. I'm loved by God. I do not deserve to have cancer. Today, I've learned how to speak positive affirmations over my life based upon the promises of God's Word. Overall, I feel better and I'm more hopeful in managing my life and day-to-day challenges. My current cancer prognosis is very good and I'm doing well. How important is that, huh? 
Yeah, well, again, the Bible says that, you know, uh, by the fruit of our lips, you know, uh, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so we have to be very conscious and understand that there's a spiritual principle about the power of our words. Think about this, Wayne. In, in Genesis, before God did anything, before he created anything, the first creative act of God was he spoke. Hmm. He said, I want light. He said, let there be light. And light was. So the power of our words is exemplified by God himself. And we need to be very conscious and careful of what we say and speak over our own life because we can give a, a framework for that to actually take place. And so thank God that this individual found out and understood that he needed to change how he said and how he spoke over himself to help him to yeah. move through his, his circumstances. Well, thank you for that response. Uh, we have dealt with this topic yeah. previously in the program, and, and I don't doubt that we will deal with it again. It's very helpful mm-hmm. to hear from listeners, and your answers to these questions are so important to keep the interaction going here on thank Health, you. Hope, and Inspiration. So thanks for that. All right. Um, speaking of the words that we use, the word comes from God, and uh, we like to turn our attention there right now. Yeah, so we start at the source of every good word, and that is with the Word of God. And so our spiritual nugget for today is found in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verses 14 through 16, and it reads as follows, and listen carefully, because you're going to hear this again in the conversation. Saying then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. That's a good thing. Verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was as in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16 is our operative verse. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Today, we're going to hear this statement uh, exemplified by our guest with regard to where she had to run when she got frustrated and when she first heard that she had cancer. She had to make a decision on where she went to get some follow-up and some assistance. We'll hear that conversation in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers where they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Let's get some inspiration right now as we meet today's guest. Here's Percy with that conversation. Welcome today. Uh, I have Minister Leah, who is also known as Dr. Happy. Welcome to the show, uh, Dr. Happy. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing awesome, awesome, awesome. Praise God for you and this ministry. And thank you, my dear. Uh, It's my pleasure to actually have you on the show today. So let's get right to the day, as I often like to ask everyone, the day uh, when they were first told that they had cancer. Uh, Where were you and how did you feel when you heard the words, you have cancer? 
Well, I thank you for the opportunity again to share my story. Um, my story kind of started a couple months prior to April. I was diagnosed with COVID. And through my experience with COVID, I didn't have as many symptoms as most of the people have been recording. Um, it only lasted uh, a couple of weeks because it felt like a bad cold, but I couldn't shake the, the breathing. Mm -hmm. And so after the chest pains and the, the excruciating headaches <laughs> didn't go away, but I kept receiving negative tests. My doctors wanted to find out if it was something else that could be causing these pains and the lack of energy. And through the midst of testing, I had my heart completely cleared, my lung cleared. And so they decided to do the intestinal tract to see maybe it's reflux. And so they did the uh, endoscopy. And when they found the small bump they didn't quite understand that it was a tumor at the time so they thought well you know i didn't want to open it didn't want to test it so we're going to send you out to have um some specialty person that deals with this mm -hmm. and so when they saw it they didn't quite understand what it was either so instead of them cutting it open they just took a little sample withdrew a little sample and so to answer your question um, um i don't know in many um areas that you're broadcasting but here in georgia uh, at least in the system that i was in they've just started to really perfect the my chart where you could find out um your um, test results and lab results um, through this chart. And so because I had the notification on and about 11 o'clock at night, I got this, this, this chime that I had a message. And when I looked over and saw that it was from this particular doctor's office, when I opened up my chart, it said tumor was cancerous. And I, it's in the middle of the night. I can't call anybody. can't wake anybody up. It's just me and Jesus and so I had to have a long conversation. Lord, how could this be? And so, of course, um, I, I believe in trusting the things of God. And I know he doesn't put on no more on us than we can bear. Mm -hmm. It's a little unbearable to get to eight o'clock in the morning where I could call the doctor to find out, is this true? Yeah. Is this real? What, what? And so a lot of emotions kind of, you know, went through my mind. But I'm grateful at the time, I wasn't, but I'm grateful now looking back that I had that time to process and really go to God. I often tell people it's important that we go to the throne before we go to the phone. Yes, ma'am. And to put that into play. Yeah. And so um, interesting because a couple of things that I that I heard there um, and of course, as mentioned, you are in the Atlanta, Georgia area and you are now uh, receiving medical care at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Atlanta. Yeah. But prior to coming to uh, CTCA Atlanta, uh, you're describing um, how you were uh, informed and, and given that information and basically via communication on your cell phone. I would have to imagine that that was a bit unsettling and in the middle of the night. But you receive that information. Uh, you absorb yes. it. You react to it, as you said. Uh, you know, there there was some emotional reaction. And then you ran, as you said, and I, I use this statement all the time. Before we run to the phone, we need to first run to the throne. So thank you for confirming that word. Uh, you, yes. know, you consult with God and you begin to cry out to him and obviously, you know, allow him to kind of wash over you in the spirit of of God to wash over you in that moment. And I remember that day very well. Also, 
Uh, similarly, I, I, I told everybody I just needed a T.O. I needed a timeout. I took the key out the ignition of the car. I parked it and I just had to gather myself in processing hearing that and, and conform, confirm uh, and confer with the Lord. So you do that. And uh, one of the other things that um, I want to mention, and we'll talk about it uh, just a second here, is that you also host your own radio show called Empowered to Change. And we'll talk about it in just a minute and how people can uh, get in touch and, and receive that. Uh, so you also are in the broadcasting field. And so I respect and appreciate that, you know, you're still out declaring and, and, and projecting the word of God over his people. Let's shift gears very quickly after you process being told that you had cancer and you had to absorb that as a believer. Like, Lord, OK, I'm trusting. I'm standing on your word. I'm, I'm preaching and teaching your word. You're licensed, ordained. Uh, you have an earned doctorate's degree in theology. How did you how did you manage uh, the dynamic of your faith and, and, and trusting in God, being a believer and the fact here you are diagnosed with uh, what many people consider to be one of the most deadliest diseases that a person can be told to have. How did you reconcile your faith and your relationship with God in relationship to being told that you had cancer? Well, I'm glad that you asked that in, in such a way, because most times when people hear the C word, it's so comical to me now how many people use the word C. They don't say the word cancer. Mm. And so, um, Previously, about 10, 15 years ago, I had tumors behind my eyes mm. and the, um, pushed the eye, my left eye, completely out of the socket and it was resting on my cheek. And so those that know me know that I was pretty happy about being cute. And so uh, <laughs> but my eye lopsided, I'm like, Lord, OK, this is a, a cool joke <laughs> for you to help me mm. to stay focused. And so process was they told me that if it stayed out of the socket for more than six weeks that I would be permanently blind and so long story short it was on my cheek for six years and so I had to learn how to trust God and to believe God I had done so many different things trying to figure out how to get this tumor removed from my eye that was multiple they were granulomas so they kept growing and then one day i just really gave it all to god because there was nothing else i could do and at that moment um and through prayer and through a minister that walked me through the process of really seeking god and following him that tumor dried up and my eye went back into the socket which is something that was completely um um it, it couldn't be done. So it was a miracle yeah. that it went back into the socket. And so for me, my prayer had been to confound the wise. And so I knew going into this journey that God had already delivered me and had already did a miracle and restored my vision that he could handle a little bitty word called cancer. Amen. And so that's how I developed my faith because of what he's done for me. And I had to go deep within myself to know that if God has done this before and he's not a respecter of a person, that he would do it again and he could do it again. And then I just believe that my assignment is not complete. So I'm like, Lord, you can't take me out now. So, amen. This is just another stepping stone that the enemy will try to use to shut me up and sit me down, which will not happen as long as he gives me what he needs to give me. Well, thank you for that exhortation and for that background. And there's somebody that's probably listening that needs to hear that. Having said that, you're in the beginning stages. 
You're trusting God. You've already kind of experienced this before. You've seen the hand of God work in your life before. Like David, when he confronted Goliath, he remembered back when he was in the field with the with the flock and how the Lord empowered him uh, to face the bear and to face, you know, the adversaries that tried to come against uh, the sheep. So you're you're in that place where you have a new adversary, a little bit bigger and uh, a little bit more severe uh, in the cancer framework. But I want to talk just a little bit about the fact that, um, you know, some of your notes I was able to review that, you know, based upon uh, how you felt you were handled previously, uh, either with information or with follow up. uh, I think one of the statements that I read was that you never wanted to speak to a physician ever again. And yet here you are now at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, obviously talking to a physician and in a medical environment. What changed your mind? Well, um, those of us that have gone down this this journey, we we recognize that um, the medical field is not an absolute science that they're practicing. But sometimes it is at the detriment of those of us that are under the needle or, or the or the pen and paper even in some cases. But it gets frustrating, very frustrating, because um you're told that something is imminent and then it's come back in six weeks, come back in three weeks. And understandably because they have to see other people. But your situation is unique to you and you think that things need to be done immediately. Mm. And so here Come back four weeks, come back six weeks. It's almost as if it's a stab to say you're important, but not that important because you need to wait. Yeah. And so when you're reaching and grasping for answers and then you have to wait for insurance and then things have to be coded properly, the process is so absolutely frustrating that it causes you to just want to give up. Mm. And so even me knowing scriptures, even me knowing how to pray and having people prayed for me, um, you, you find yourself in these valleys. And so in one of those valleys, God had to remind me, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And so I had to pull on that. But it's like, Lord, I mean, I, I, this scale is a little heavy to me. And so since you said that you would never put anything on me that I couldn't bear, it's getting close to 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 to, to that. Yeah. And so the last physician that I saw before I I, I, I I was introduced to this new piece of heaven um called um CTCA. <laughs> um I was told that there was a possibility that not only did I have cancer in my stomach, that I could possibly have it in my lungs. And so I don't know like you because you said that you're a a survivor but when you're told information that will be life-changing you don't really hear the doctor as much as you're processing um lord especially those of us that are believers lord why me really okay yeah (laughs) this i turn again um how do I get past this? What do, what do I do? What do I say? Do I smile? Do I pretend not to be, you know, overwhelmed and have these anxieties because, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian. So I can't say that I'm depressed. Mm. I can't say that I'm broken. I can't say that I, I don't feel well because I'm trusting in you. And I have to say those things that be not as though they were. So all these emotions come 
And then you have to actually make a decision. And so I had seen so many physicians about, because they couldn't really figure out what this growth was in my stomach. They just knew it was cancerous, but they had never seen it before. Mm -hmm. And so after doctor, after doctor, after doctor, I was, I was done. (laughs) And so I said, easy for you to say, come back in six weeks and you'll go home and play with your children and you'll plan your trips. But I have to process this. So I came home, I drove in the driveway, my family was sitting outside and I told my daughter, I said, call my sisters, get them on the phone. I said, I'm gonna make this announcement one time and I'm done. Mm. If God allowed me to have cancer, he gave it to me for a reason. But until he shows me, Jesus is gonna have to walk up my driveway in a white jacket Mm. and a stethoscope back to see anybody Mm. and so uh, a dear friend from college had um, had the experience at ctca recently and said leah you have to give them a try and i was like um i'm just i'm out Uh, i'm done with doctors Mm. i'm just dr jesus is gonna have to tell me he said well can you at least just call Mm. and see and so the next day i reluctantly called but it was the best thing that I could have ever done in my entire life as regards to my health, because I've been struggling with so many different ailments. Even after the math of taking a lot of steroids from my eye, I still have a lot of pain in the body, have a lot of um, challenges because of the steroid use. So I've constantly been in the care of, of physicians, but I just didn't have the attention that I have received since I've been at CTCA. And because of them, it gave me hope to move on and try a little harder and then match my faith with their faith. It does give you hope that, yes, we can find an answer. And I'm not going to give you six or four weeks to figure this out. We're going to do this today. and We're going to do it together. And that's what gave me the hope that I needed to give back to the um, medical field of of physicians. (laughs) So, yes, I'm just I'm grateful. Well, praise God and and thank God for um, obviously I'm biased for CTCA, but I have seen many, 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 many scenarios that reflect similarly what you've just expressed. And at the end of the day, uh, being able to have your faith empowered, nurtured and embraced and amalgamated with good medical treatment and care uh, is one of the staples of what uh, CTCA does. And I'm, I'm a living witness of that as being a faith representative of the organization for 25 plus years. So thank God for your friend that walked down your driveway. Let's shift gears quickly. We're running out of time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your radio show. I'm really interested in hearing this. Tell people very quickly a little bit about Empowered to Change. What is it and how can they reach out and receive that from you? Well, I um, was given Empowered to Change um, at church um, many years ago. And, and, and then over the years, I, I teach anyway, um, the encourage, educate, and empower. Those three words kind of stuck out for me. So my, my goal throughout the radio broadcast, and it'll be eight years next month, oh. um, encourage always to give an encouraging word to always bring up a topic it may not be a brand new topic but it's something that um you can learn from or expound on Mm. and then not only make the necessary changes from that word and, and being educated but to empower yourself to make the necessary changes and then to empower somebody else because surely else needs the information 
Well, praise God. Well, how can people reach out and find Empowered to Change? Thank you for asking. People can reach me either online or direct calling in. Um, If you do it online, it's um, Blog Talk Radio. And then when you get to Blog Talk Radio, you search Omega Ministry Group, OMG, Omega Ministry Group, and then Empowered to Change will be listed and you can listen to the archives or you can go live if you um, dial in every Monday night at 9 p.m. And then the phone number is 347-994-3840. Well, thank you. We're going to put that on on your show notes when we distribute your show so people uh, can easily get in contact with you. Today, you have heard from Dr. Happy, as she is known, or Minister Leah, Uh, She is in the early stages of her cancer journey, and we stand in agreement with her for a full and speedy recovery. Uh, May the Lord continue to bless you in every way, my dear. God bless. All right. Thank you, Pastor Percy. And thank you, Leah, Dr. Leah, for being a part of our program here today. Health, hope, and inspiration. We learned so much from our guests. You know, if you've ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions with Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skills, a voice-activated question and answer tool, empowering users to ask Alexa questions you may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This smart speaker skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access it, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center on any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. The Cancer Center for Alexa Skill. It's a great service. All right, Percy, you brought a tiger by the tail to us today as we met Dr. Happy Leah here on the program. Yeah, she was a wonderful person to speak to, and uh, I I appreciated our time together. And, you know, uh, she unpacked. To, to us and for us, I think what a lot of people may feel from time to time when they try to enter into the healthcare system, uh, a bit of frustration, either with regard to response or, or a slow response or uh, lack of clarity, et cetera, et cetera. And she became extremely frustrated uh, after trying to attempt to access her health care and basically said that, you know, I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with it any longer. I'll just go home and I'm just going to trust God. Hmm. And of course, you know, on this program, we do not advocate no. people ignoring their medical, clinical treatment and care. But we do encourage people that, you know, you need to find the right partner and the right fit. And eventually she did that. Yep. Yep. Well, and we've talked about this before in the program. We have to be our own best advocate, don't we? Well, you know, I think historically what has happened is, and I've had many experiences and conversations with individuals that traditionally, I think people simply have felt that they were not empowered to be able to push back or just make different choices. Again, healthcare, quite frankly, uh, you know, you can pick and choose, you know, based upon, you know, your insurance situations and et cetera. You know, you have the right to say where you want to be treated and who you want to be treated by and fundamentally how you mm-hmm. want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it is important for us to continue to empower people, uh, regardless where you choose to go, be your own advocate and make sure that you are comfortable uh, with the relationship. Are you a partner? Or are you being dictated to? Uh, are, are are your needs being addressed? Do you feel like that there is a relationship familial that is comprehensive to, again, your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual needs. 
that's exactly what Dr. Leah was kind of uh, enumerating. And she felt completely frustrated until she walked through the doors at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And she said it was a it was a place of paradise for her because her experience was very different in terms of, again, how she was treated, how she was reacted to. And quite frankly, the partnership and the ability to be able to have spiritual support within a clinical environment also was a big difference maker for her. God has placed you in a pivotal place where you come in contact with all these great people who come through the doors of Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and you get to interact with them, you get to learn from them, and then you share them with us, and we get to learn from them as well. Well, it's it's the beauty of, of what I do and what I have been able to do is that, you know, I'm a conduit and a bridge where I can then uh, – introduce, you know, stories, these stories, these wonderful, amazing stories. And many, many, many years ago, uh, Wayne, I used to hear comments from cancer patients who said, uh, you know, people just don't want to talk to me about my cancer. They don't know what to say. They're afraid of the conversation. And so I, I, I learned early on that many cancer patients have a lot to say. The problem was they didn't have anybody to tell their stories to that mm. really wanted to hear them. This platform affords the story and the narrative of the cancer patient and their caregivers or clinicians to talk openly and frankly about their path. And, you know, we've bridged those stories to an audience of people who are being encouraged by that. So I thank God for the opportunity and the privilege uh, to be a bridge. Yep. Yep. And uh, that's a wonderful way to look at it. It really is. Uh, you've put together a resource for our listeners called God Works Through Doctors. Uh, you know many, many doctors and medical professionals and caregivers through your uh, association with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Uh, this is something that uh, you you feel strongly to get in the hands of our listeners. So, you know, over 25 years ago, when I started out in the healthcare ministry business, uh, early on, you know, there was a lower percentage of physicians that I had met anyway that were uh, people of faith or here who had embraced faith or who would articulate that they had a faith while still being a doctor, a scientist, a person of learned higher learning and information that was willing to say that those two worlds could be amalgamated, you know, respectfully one to another and that they weren't mutually exclusive. Well, today, you know, 20, almost 26 years later, there are more and more uh, physicians who are practicing medicine today who are people of strong faith, mm -hmm who are people who are willing to articulate that and are willing to go on the record to say that there is a place for both inside of the halls of medicine and science with regard to this school of thought that they're not mutually exclusive and we're not fighting against one another. Yeah. And so this document is designed to encourage people not to be afraid of their doctor or the healthcare system, but that God can and he does use doctors and oh. medicine and science to facilitate health, healing, and wellness to his people. They are a wonderful gift to us. There's no question about it. Well, you can download this resource, and I encourage you to do that right now. God works through doctors. The place to go is healthhopeandinspiration.com, and just click on resources and download God works through doctors. We'd love to hear from you when you visit the website. Click on connect and answer a question this week. How did you find hope to believe in a frustrated situation. We appreciate that very much. And you know, one thing that you can do to help us is, first of all, subscribe, Percy, to the podcast. That's very important. Absolutely. Second, second of all, to leave a review of this podcast online. You have no idea how much that helps introduce other people to what we're doing here with this podcast. And then also to share 
this podcast. We all have social media accounts these days, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and sometimes all three, and maybe even more. Why not Mm. share on there what you've learned through Health, Hope, and Inspiration and share that with someone else? Please help us push this message of health, hope, and inspiration to a larger audience of people who will be encouraged, motivated, Uh, to be able to believe that it is possible that good things can take place despite the negative challenges, particularly with regard to cancer. Uh, Help be our mouth, if you will. If there's anything that you've heard that has been of value and benefit, if the Lord has touched you or blessed you with any of these conversations, then do please feel free to help us spread the word and share this abroad as we continue to grow this audience. And before we close today, I'd love to hear that scripture again you shared earlier. Hebrews 4, let's close strong as we started, uh, verses 14 through 16. And it says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. uh, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was was as in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Our operative verse is held here in verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Dr. Leah said that she had to make a decision uh, in the middle of the night after being told that she had cancer, she didn't have access to anyone. She said that she ran to the throne Mm. before she jumped on the phone. (laughs) And how often do we run to our phone uh, for various different reasons and we need to shut down and go get in the throne room of God. Well, this scripture tells us, let us therefore boldly go to the throne room of God to find grace that we may obtain mercy uh, to help us in our time of need. So today, before you go get on your phone, make sure you first went to the throne and get God's word and get in his presence. Then you can go back into the world and make your decisions accordingly. And so today be encouraged. You have access to the throne room of God. Uh, a direct line, and you can go anytime that you want. Be encouraged today to know that you can go seek his face, and he will respond to you at some point. That is a great takeaway from Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And that is Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Brother, I love you. Thank you for your help today. We'll see you next time. Thank you, my friend. And I'm in love with you and God's people. I love you with the love of the Lord, and I want you to be encouraged today to remember And we still have work to do. So please go and get your ax and let's go chop some wood. Until the next time, God bless. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, 
Our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at health, hope, and inspiration.com.